Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. You know the drill. You know the man right over there. My main man, Reggie. What's up, Reg? <laughs> What's up, Ken? What's up, baby? And it's been a minute, hasn't it? Man, it's been a long... It seems like it's been a long time. Um, yeah. You know, you, you've been traveling the world. For everybody that's been wondering where Ken at, where in the world is, is Kenny J? It's been it's been my turn. You know, I, I was uh, on a Greyhound bus everywhere that I traveled. I'm not like you. You know, I'm not big time up front, you know, champagne. Uh, but, uh, you know, me and the Greyhound bus, uh, we made it, you know, here and there and everywhere. And great, um, great Greyhound. Yeah. Huh? That's, what that? we're doing, that's what we're doing today. That's, what I was, that, that's how I roll. You know, and, and it's a slow roll, right? Right. Uh, uh, I'm negative. not flying high like my main man Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. You know, yeah, that's right. That's right. You live it, man. You live it. You just tell me all about it. Don't leave me in the dark. All right, let's switch gears here. Let's switch gears. My man is on it. He's he's back, back like he never left. Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's doing doing it doing his thing. So, but it has it has. Yeah. So what? But it it is good to get back together, man. <laughs> I was gonna say it's been it's been a minute, man. We um, between just personal time off, uh, vacationing, and work, and everything that's what we call life. Yeah, we've been it's been a little slow period for everybody, man. Uh, not only ourselves, but other uh, uh, content creators, and obviously the beat reporters and things, especially once. Uh, uh, mini camp, mini camp ended, right. and uh, once that ended, man, it got pretty slow. You know, the players are off, and you know we've been had our fingers crossed that you know everybody stays out of trouble, and uh, we've been hoping that we didn't hear any more of our players that were caught up in the uh, the NFL gambling right. scenario. And as of right now, other than uh, uh, was it Shaka Tony? Shaka Tony, yeah, yeah, Shaka Tony, I think is the only. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the only uh washington player that got caught up in in that gambling thing but uh it's been pretty quiet man yeah. um uh you know other than i think the news that should be coming out next week it's been uh, pretty quiet in dc yeah the um and, and to your point you know we've been we've been traveling um the way the travel ended up working for for me personally ended up you know just just working out perfectly for that for that downtime of the season um, right and so it is good to get back on on uh on the uh focus on on football here i think we're down around 60 days to opening day you know a, a week and a half to two weeks from the time of this podcast um to the to the beginning of training camp um but as you just mentioned um you know, there's there's something to talk about briefly before uh, be before something's training camp. Something's on know? the horizon, and uh, there's some good news. Oh my god! I, see, <laughs> it, it, there's a reason to celebrate, isn't there, Reg? Who you, you know what? Are you? you never prepared for this. I always got something for you, Reggie. I see that. I see that. And uh <laughs> Go ahead, Reg. Tell them what's going on, man. 
<laughs> well, Ken is in uh, what was it? The seventies, seventies celebration mood. Uh, uh, I, I think that's I think that's eighties. Uh, okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a celebration. It is a celebration, right? man. Everybody's. Do you, do you have something more modern that uh, I should be playing within the last that, that's uh, for celebration in the in the last five seven years? I don't know that there is a song out there that just says celebration like that one. All right. right. So that so right. that one is probably the best song for the occasion. And that is, you know, the what is supposed to be the official sale date of uh, the team from Dan Snyder to uh, the new owner. And uh, just like that, man, I, I forgot the guy's name. Josh, Josh Harris. Name? Harris. Josh, Josh Harris. And uh, so. All the reports out there is that July 20th is the new date that the NFL will vote in Josh Harris as the new owner of the commanders. And so there's a lot to be celebrated, man. Um, it's been a long time, long time coming that here we are today. We're, we're roughly a week away from having a new owner. Yeah. 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 And, and it's funny because like, like as things are, are going out, um, if, if this would have been, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to and maybe this is before your time or, or I, I i know it isn't but the old jack you know prior to snyder was jack can't cook you know and and jack Correct. can't cook passed away for those that didn't know and his family sold the team and snyder ended up getting the team right but when jack can't cook obviously passed but and in, in his transitioning to the new owner, there was a lot of reflection of the Jack Kent Cook era because he had it for, he had it for twenty years or right. longer. Also, right, uh, he had it for all all the Super Bowls and and all the highs and lows. Because um, Washington wasn't very good. They they just before Joe Gibbs came, right? Um, right. You had you had the era with uh, uh, Bruce Allen's father, George Allen, and then. There's a lull between the time and then, and then Gibbs came along and turned it around. And, and there's a lot of positive things said about Jack can't cook. Um, but there's not going to be anything positive said about Dan Snyder uh, as and, and all the way around. Right. How he ran the team. Nothing good. Uh, how he how he interfered with the coaches and the staff you know, determining the, the talent that we that we had, whether it was drafting a free agent, he interfered with all that, um, as well as outside. Um, and, and we know all the scandals and everything going on that, I mean, we had uh, Megan on, and, you know, she talked about, you know, personally how how, yep. how a lot of that happened and, and moved towards the, the, the push of the team. Um, and as you hear right now, former coaches and former players – Nobody is saying anything positive, you know, and, no, and, no. And, I, and I know it's not the time because everybody's kind of bandwagon on him, but I don't think you're ever going to hear anything positive about Dan Snyder. No, I don't think so at all. I think Dan Snyder will be synonymous with a terrible owner and a terrible tenure. Excuse me. as owner of the, uh, of the team. Right. No one is ever going to say anything positive in, in a positive light for Dan Snyder today, tomorrow, and down the road. Um, if there was maybe one, if you kind of got to look for something positive, you can talk about how he, uh, but Joe Gibbs was involved in that and there's some things that he did with uh, the Sean Taylor when Sean Taylor was, was murdered. And then I think there was tragedy 
like do a hurricane or something down uh down south puerto rica puerto rica haiti or something of that nature and i think he loaned the plane the team plane to do something but you got to search hard man to try to find something positive that dan snyder did uh in the eyes of most fans most everything is going to be left with a negative taste and you know he's done it himself um and of course you know we're a week away from the announcement and yet this big report comes out where detailing the 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 leaked email about john gruden and how it began the the demise of dan snyder and so forth and so on if you want to read about it i mean you can go out and look on espn um it's, it's a, a lot, long, lot it's a long it's a long, long yeah, article it, and i can't say detailed. and, and it's not I, just about snyder uh i mean there are other moving parts and i mean if anything it, it goes to tell you you know snyder and others you know when, you, when you're talking about money and power and control uh whether it's people with a players union whether it's whether it's people working with the nfl whether you're talking about goodell um there's some there's some conniving mofos you know yeah. they they are they have no problems stabbing somebody in the back at all yeah 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 it's uh it's not it's <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, there were some things I, I didn't want to read in the whole article. But again, to your point, it's not just about Dan, but Dan's leaking of the emails seemed to be the catalyst for, for a lot of things to take place. Right. And with the, you've got some insight to the Damar uh, Smith, the president of the Players uh, Union. Then you got the, the CEO of Rock Nation, because remember Nation. the NFL brought in Rock Nation to kind of help with some of the uh, – uh, you know, doing the Black Lives Matter movement and some other things that they were trying to do after the uh, Colin Kaepernick incident. And so now the CEO is is supposedly was wrapped up into this CEO of Rock Nation and Goodell and some of what Goodell's has some issues with. I mean, it just gets well, into and, this big and then, mess. And then uh, Jason Wright hiring somebody from Rock Nation, what like the CFO or COO uh, of Rock Nation onto the commander staff. Right. Right. So. Rock Nation is handling the, what do you want to call it? The, 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 the promote social networking portion of it. So, so basically you're, you're an influencer, right? Rock Nation is trying to be a, a, a positive influencer for the, for the NFL. Well, who needs more positive influence than Dan Snyder and the commanders? Oh, I think I know what I'll do. I'll hire one, one of their top three or four people to be on our team and so it'll it'll just it'll make us a, a happy family, um, you know. It, it, it's again, it it is dirty. Yeah. It There's is a lot uh, going, going on in there. And, and we you, talked about it, but when we talked before when the original uh, Gruden emails all came out, to me it wasn't. And we talked about it. It wasn't as much an attack. I had no doubt that Snyder had an influence on it, not because of Gruden, but because it. It showed a bad light on Bruce Allen, who Snyder and Bruce Allen were having an outing after he had fired him. Right. right? So, so you know, Snyder's he, he he's shooting, uh, you know, at at everybody, uh, but but deep down in the bunker, he's he's not letting anybody trying not to let anybody see who's doing it. But when you start, it's not one thing. When you start putting all the pieces together, it paints a pretty a pretty good picture of what's more than likely all going down, you know? 
Well, and I'll be honest. I read some of it. I got the gist of it. I I didn't I didn't read every single uh, line and every word of this this story to to the point it was long. And and as a part of me that look, man, I, I I'm a huge sports fan. Um, definitely a huge NFL fan. And I just I just want to come on Sundays, man, and watch football, right? The, the, the stuff that those guys are doing at that level, billionaires, and the, the, their problems that they have, they, they can have that, do that. Just continue to draft, uh, get some players, continue to teach, train players, but, put but good what, product what you, on the what field. What you can't say there is continue to use, continue a couple times. You, there's one thing you're not going to say is continue to win. Right. If, if, if you're winning, you know, if we're making the playoffs every other year, uh, every once every five years, we're a, a true contender. We, we don't focus on this stuff as much. Right. Well, what, 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 that's not the point I was making. I just meant it as an as a fan of the NFL. Right. Because there's yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a lot of this. Snake slimy stuff that's going along in the league and yes. with owners and, 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 and the commissioner and, and and all the conspiracies out there with uh with the president and head of the uh, players union and all that. Yep. And my point yep. being is I just want to get, I just want to continue to be a football fan and just watch football. Those guys are going to do their shady business at a billionaire level. That's not going right. to change right. with the outing of Dan Snyder. Um, you know, some people want Roger Goodell gone. They're going to bring in the next guy and he's going to do a lot of the same stuff. So, so my point being is I'll just let them continue to do that. I'll just continue being a fan watching football on Thursdays and Sundays. Um, um, But at this point, though, uh, next week, Dan Snyder is supposed to be gone. We no longer can talk about the guy. And we can move on and start looking at Josh Harris and talk about what we expect and the things that we're hoping um, and the changes that he's going to make with with this team and his organization. So so I'm looking forward to it. And we'll move on, man, because right on that, right behind that will be would be um, training camp. Training camp. And that, and that brings us to what this podcast, this episode is about, training camp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, and to that point, uh, last comment on, on the Dan Snyder thing, is with, from from when the, the NFL votes to approve uh, the Harris group of, of purchasing the team, that's going to be exciting, right? That that'll be it'll be a happiness. It'll be a little bit of a you know, you know, getting that anchor off of, off of your foot that seems like we've been dragging for a long time. And a week later is training camp, so it's just going to build that much more excitement. And there's there's a lot of, to 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 focus on, on on training camp here. I mean, there there always is, but there's some some positions and changes that are definitely going to uh, grab our attention as uh, as commanders fans coming up here. Well, there's certainly some intriguing um, storylines, right? Yep. Um, going into the, not, not only going into training camp, but going into the season. There's a, there, there's quite a few question marks, uh, a lot of intrigue. What's going to happen. I mean, we, for another year, <laughs> we got question marks at the uh, QB position. You know, there's offensive line. 
how the receivers, the, the defense can improve. I mean, it's just good. The list goes on and on, right? Well, well let's so, go. I mean, to, to your point, let's, let's go through some of the um, items that that you specifically and me specifically and that are that, that you're looking for in training camp, right? As, as you get through training camp, week one, week two, week three, what are you, what are you looking for in training camp um, and, and going to be focused on yourself? Well, let me first say this, and I, and I think I prefaced this before we were podcasting, you and I would have these conversations, and my number one, above all else. <laughs> I know it before you say it, but let everybody know. Above all else, I want to get through training camp and get to the regular season without any major injuries right. to, to, to any of our – key guys I, I don't want any guy to get hurt but hurt but i do know that injuries is a part of football yep. but when i mean our key guys you know i'm not looking for i don't want the quarterback to go down i don't Hopefully want no starters running right? back basically basically no starters no starters. i mean if a guy sprains an ankle that's one thing tweak a hamstring but i don't want anybody going on injured reserve season in the injury due to training camp and preseason so above all else that is always, always going to be my number one, number one hope um, right. um, out of out of training training camp. Um, and, and a big part of that, specifically on the offensive side, is because this is a new system, and we've all talked about this team cannot get off to another slow start. We can't afford it based on our schedule. We can't afford to to get off to a slow start. And with this being a new offense, I don't want guys to be injured. I need them on the field getting the reps going through all the reps. Mental reps is cool, man, but there's only so much mental reps you can do. So I got to have everybody specifically on the offensive side because on the defensive side, it's the fourth year in the system. So most of the guys were starters. They played. They've been in the system. But, man, on the offensive side, they're implementing. I need you getting the reps, physical reps. So right. no season in the injuries. But back to the point that you mentioned, what what am I looking for? Um, to get out of this preseason, I mean, uh, out of training camp, outside the obvious. Well, with, let's, with, hit, let's, let's hit the obvious first. Okay, well, well the obvious is going to be Sam Sam Howell, right? Right. And and but the thing about Sam is is I'm going to have to continue to tell myself that Sam is a rookie, right? And and we can't think that because of the one game that we saw in Dallas that he's going to hit the ground running with that. If he does, boy, the league's going to be in trouble. But the reality of it is there's probably going to be some growing pains. But what I want to hear coming out of training camp is I want to hear all the good reports. N not, that I, not that I'm saying don't tell me negative, but I'm hoping that there'll be very little negative. And all we're hearing is about, man, his, his, he's grasping the offense. He's taking control of the offense. I can see right now in training camp this guy is going to be the week one starter as opposed to he's still battling with Jacoby Brissett. Right. I, I want to hear that, man, he is since since minicamp. And then we had the little lull in between, man, he's worked on this game and boy, he looks like he is ready to go. He's got accuracy. He's hitting receivers. I mean, there's a report. I That's what I want to hear that Sam Howell's growth has continued to be on an upward trajectory. And man, that way we're excited about this guy and, and excited about this team because one thing we got is weapons, but this team is only going to go 
as far as the QB takes us. And so I want to hear all, I want to hear that Sam Howe is doing really well in, in training camp. And, and absolutely. Right. Uh, we, that is the, the elephant in the room is, is Sam Howell. Um, and, and the big question mark on Sam Howell is why Vegas has us at, I believe six and a half wins. Right. Um, initially that sounds like it's you know pretty low, but it, you know, if Sam Howell is a, is just a, a generic uh, run-of-the-mill quarterback, that could happen, right? Um, but I don't I, think I, so. I don't, I don't think I don't, so, brother. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad, right? I don't think he's bad enough to be under six and a half wins. Uh, you can throw in some injuries and things like that, but I don't think he's bad enough to be under six and a half wins. Um, the, re the reason why I say I don't think so is because even if Sam Howell – Let's just say Sam turns out to not be the guy. Right. I still think you're going to get quality play out of the quarterback position from Jacoby Brissett. So with this team, I, I don't think we are a six and a half. I mean, we'll get into that later in some other right. podcasts. Sure. But I don't think that I don't think that this team, the with, with what we expect out of our defense and what we expect out of those offensive weapons and what Eric Benham is going to bring, even if Sam Howell falls flat on his face, I think the experience and the veteran leadership of Jacoby Brissett is going to make the difference. And I think yeah. he'll still get us more than six and a half wins. Yeah. And and I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, we're not trying to predict a, a number here right now. Um, but yes, I, I think six and a half is, is too low. Uh, Agreed. Maybe it's seven wins, right? But I don't see it being five, four, five, six wins. Uh, Agreed. That's, just, Agreed. that's just me. Um, and, and another thing I want to see, I mean, he's to your point, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes in training camp, and he's going to make mistakes throughout the season, right? Veterans still make mistakes. Um, but what I want to see is or, and hear about is not making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Um, and, and where I'm going to look for, not just on Sam Howell, but for some of the other things we're going to talk about, I want to hear from the reporters, right? The, the coaches are going to do nothing but pump sam howell up correct right they're, you're you're not going to hear hardly anything negative the most negative thing they're going to say is well he needs he needs to work on this a little bit more right when you hear that that means he's not doing well at all from a coach's perspective um i'm, I'm, I'm going to be listening to the to the beat reporters and the washington post reporters and, and other people that are there watching practices almost every single day and listen to to their views and and the growth of, of Sam Howell. Um, and, and, and the next thing uh, th that I'm going to be looking for, or I'm interested in, and, and we'll know this within the first week, we already saw some of it in, in the mini camp, is the focus, the pace, and I don't know how much we're going to see, but we'll still probably see some of the creativity from uh, – the new offensive coordinator. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I, I want to see what he's bringing into it. I know they try to stay fairly vanilla, especially on anything that's, that's public, uh, pu you know, open to the public practice and also the, uh, the preseason games, but I'm interested to see some flashes of what Eric Bieniemy is doing. How, how is he using the, the, the running backs out of the backfield? How is he? I mean, we always talk about how there's very few quick slants, 
right? It, it, those are so hard to defend, but Washington just doesn't do them. And you can't tell me that's, you know, that it's our 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 staff, our, you know, our receivers, because this this is for ten years, different receivers that we just never seem to do this. Um, and I'm not saying that is the the, the one thing, but I, I I'm I want to see something different. I want to see something more open, more dynamic, uh, and, and catch defenses wondering what you're going to do rather than I know what you're going to do. I'll see if I can stop you or not. Well, I think EB is going to do that. I just don't know that we'll see that during training camp because to your point, game plan type stuff will typically be on days that it's not open to the media. And so we're not going to see that until the season starts, unfortunately. Um, so, well, we did, we did see, we did see the, the, the pace and the focus that Eric Bieniemy had, Oh yeah, the and I don't think, and so that's and part of it. That's, that's part not of what I, what I want to see and and continue on. Right, it it just sets a standard. Mini practice was one, or mini camp was one thing, but now that we're in uh, the actual training camp, this is going to be a daily thing. And that you know, in May, along with what we see for a month and a half, it basically establishes this is this is who we are this is how we're going to run our team this is how we're going to run our practice and practice turns into hopefully expected production on the field yeah and i don't think you're going to see a different eb in training camp than we saw in mini camp in that's fact right. it might it might be worse it might get turned up a notch yeah in training and, that, and that's fine that's I, but, I'm, I'm looking for that yeah yeah but but yeah that's cool um probably my other big thing here that kind of goes hand in hand with uh with Sam Howe is I'm very, very uh, curious as to how the offensive line uh, performs in practice and how going up against our defense. Now, again, I understand that when you work against these people on a daily basis, you tend to get to see some of the same habits and things. But despite that, I want to be, I want to hear that, Man, the offensive line is looking good. You know, the, the the defensive line is struggling because they're not getting the pressure that they normally would get on Sam on Sam Howell or the quarterback that's been back there the past few years. I want to see that whatever they're doing, man, Cosme is looking good at the at the uh, after kicking inside to to the right guard position. Uh, Wiley coming in from Kansas City is really solidified and having a great camp on the right on the right tackle side. Um, you know, we know there's a battle at left guard between Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul. I don't care which one of them wins the position. I'm pretty sure they do and their families do, but Reggie don't really care. I just need the best one to get in there at left guard and hold it down next, next to Charles Leno. We know what we're going to get from Charles. Charles is the one constant, the returning starter that was that's going to be playing there at left tackle. And then we got Nick Gates coming coming over from the Giants as a center position. Um, but man, I want to see that line come together in jail because again, just like, just like the offense as a whole can't get off to a slow start. We need this offensive line to be cohesive and really kicking, not maybe down on all cylinders. That would be the best case scenario, but certainly don't look like they're still trying to guilt build chemistry within the right. first four weeks of the season, man. By the time we get into week two, I mean, the schedule has set itself up for us to be in a situation where between preseason, week one against the Cardinals, and week two against a pretty good defense in Denver, because I think by week three or four, we, the Eagles will, um, 
will be coming to town or we're going there. I don't remember which one, but, but we'll be playing the Eagles. So it gets, it gets pretty, pretty, pretty tough right away. Um, so I'm just hoping that the offensive line, man, just kind of gels and get that cohesiveness and build that chemistry early, which is why another thing out of training camp that I'm really, really going to be looking forward to is that joint practice with the Ravens, because right. at that point you're truly going up against somebody else and they don't know your tendencies. So I'm hoping that the offensive line and the things and plays that they run against Baltimore will make the reporters going, man, this team, boy, this team is looking scary. I like to see what they do when they start game planning for people. Well, I I hope it is because, you know, all I can do is reflect on the past, right? Last year we didn't hear, you know, coming out of training camp, there were some moves made. And I'm not going to say we didn't have any concerns about the offensive line, but we felt pretty good about our offensive line until week one week two, week three, week four, week five. And you look back and go, you know, where, where, where did this come from? And I, I would find it hard to believe that the coaches didn't have any concerns, right? If the coaches were, were totally taken back on where the offensive line was, then either their evaluation was wrong or their, their, their coaching was, was poor or combination. Um, they did get it cleaned up, but, but man, that they were, they were just bodies standing there. The, the first handful of games. Um, I mean, at least on, on some things we heard, I'll, I'll use Carson Wentz as an example. You know, we heard about his inaccuracies, um, in, in training camp. And then, you know, he would have a good day. Then he have a bad day. Then have a good day and a bad day. So when his inaccuracies happened, uh, early in the season before he got hurt, it, it wasn't a surprise, right? He, he, you make an occasional really good play. Cause you got a, you're, you're a big, strong quarterback, but you also made some, some, some bad throws. Uh, the, the offensive line just was, was a total disaster that it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Um, and, and I hope again, to your point, I hope we're, we're not in that same situation. And I don't know that we're going to really get a, get a legitimate evaluation. Uh, I think we will. I think we will. I'm gonna tell you why, because I think last year situation was a, was a perfect storm, perfect in a bad way. Uh, Carson Wentz regressed, I think a lot more than people had realized. Um, and then with his regression and lack of mobility, was not a good combination with the guys that the team um, hedged their bet on. So right. when they when they didn't re-sign Brandon Sheriff, which again, not knocking it from that because by all accounts, Brandon didn't want to be here anymore. So with uh, Norwell at left guard, and I cannot remember the guy from Pittsburgh that was the right guard. Man, those guys were they, they, their playing days were gone. And then we had some injuries, early injuries uh, at center on top of that also. Yeah, yeah. but even even with that, you watch some of the games, man, we had our guys in there, and, and all of a sudden there was still one lineman would just get bull rushed and is yeah. already in the backfield in Carson, right. in Carson Wentz, the statue's lap. So the combination of the interior of our offensive line, primarily our, our guard spot, and then you got a quarterback that has some mobility issues, it was just it was just a perfect storm. Right. And and there's a reason why the offense 
and the offensive line looked a little bit different when Taylor Heineke played because he was able he had the mobility that Carson didn't have and was able to escape the pressure and obviously knew the offense a little bit better and was able to anticipate some of the throws. And, you know, we laughed about how he threw some balls that <laughs> with his eyes closed. But yeah. but none but nonetheless his mobility Check it up there, allowed Terry will get it. Yeah, Terry's down there somewhere, right? Right. But but his mobility allowed him to extend plays and keep some of the pressure away, whereas Carson was not able to do that. Right. And and so again, the regression of Carson and the the interior of our offensive line just being terrible, man, was was, was a perfect storm and a bad situation for Washington and and the coaches and the fans alike. So so I don't so I say all that to say. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they've they've done a huge upgrade to the line, right? Um, across the board, and and then of course the one uh, Sam Howell, and so so I think I think you don't you won't see that. The, the yeah. key for them is just learning this offense and and gelling and having the cohesiveness early on, and we're not halfway through the season and they're still trying to to mesh together. Yeah, what the. Uh... Another thing I'm going to be keeping my eye on and 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 kind of tracking is from because I don't know that from opening day of practice versus week one that everything is going to be set like it currently is on the depth chart is linebackers. Um, I think you know our defensive line with uh, you know Payne and Allen and Sweat and and Chase and then. You know, you've got a, a a couple solid backups uh, between each of those four guys for for a rotation. Um, I mean, you basically you know you have uh, Mathis coming from injury. He basically had a, a red shirt um, uh, a red shirt uh, year last year. year, and so you know he's a second round pick. You know, second round talent that you ex- expect to be in the rotation there at at, at tackle. And then you have Ridgeway as well. Um, and then from, from the secondary perspective, you know, they went, our, our safeties were, ha, have been pretty good and, and pretty deep. We went and got a safety. We got, uh, uh, you know, with our number one pick, got a, a cornerback to rotate in with whoever else is there. And, you know, we all anticipate that that's going to be a tough crew also. And so it's, you know, Jamin Davis and the guys, you know, who, who, who is going to end up being there? You know, Cole Holcomb is, is no longer there. He was a, a steady Eddie guy while he was never a, you know, a, a superstar. He was just a, a solid player. Um, and so who's going, to fill that, who's going to he's fill a, that role? He was a Jag, man. He's a little bit more than that, but he's uh, a Jag, man. He's a Jag. Man, come on, man! Don't be t- don't be talking about uh, milk like that, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, <laughs> he was milk. However, he was just another guy, man. If he wasn't, he'd be here, Ken. Well, he, got, he got a better he got a better offer at, at another place that that uh, Washington wasn't going to match it. So, and um, if he was, and if he wasn't just another guy, they come on, man. Listen, oh, wait, and I wait, like and wait. I like Cole. But Cole was a fifth round pick and he overachieved, man. But but I think he had he maxed did. out. So right. so so he was Cole Cole's a starter here. We were lying on him here. Like Cole, Cole's better than Jamin Davis. He's well, he's been better and more consistent when he's been on the field. Well, yeah, Jamin but, Davis. Okay, fair enough. But you we had low low expectations for Cole Holcomb. So, so, Cole so Holcomb so, had been in so the Jamin system. Davis a Jag? 
Well, no, hold on. Let, let, let me explain. Okay. I think there was I think there was less expectation for Cole, higher expectation for Jamin Davis, right? Let's be honest. Absolutely. So, right? And Cole had been in the system for several years prior to Jamin. Jamin, what, his second year? So, I mean, there's a learning curve there, right? And then we tried, we played him out of position one year, experimented with, you know, we know we love to, to get guys, and then we try to put them in another box instead of playing through their strength. But listen, I'm not making an excuse for Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis needs to prove that he's worthy of that first round pick because the expectation is there and he's not living up to the expectation. But at the same time, two things can be true. And Cole Holcomb as a fifth round overachieved. And I think he had maxed out here. There's a reason. So did Tom Brady, right? Tom um, Brady what? He overachieved. Absolutely. Right? Okay. But, and you see, uh, and you see that New England didn't let him go and kept him around for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> we, the first chance we first chance we got, we went fighting to keep Cole Holcomb. And Cole Holcomb didn't get no no mega deal to go to Pittsburgh, brother. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if we miss him or not. Right. We'll We're not going to miss him. him We're not going to miss him. Well, you know how you don't miss him. Some of these other guys step up and, uh, and, and play better than Cole Holcomb did. Um, I think, I think, I think Barton coming out of Seattle that we signed in free agency is going to give you just as much as Cole Holcomb. He'll be fine. And, and I, I hope you're right. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not all right. I'm not, I'm not predicting gloom and doom. I'm just saying, we, we, we need to see it. And and to that point, I don't know who the starting two or three, right? We, we play a lot of uh, – we play a lot with two linebackers and three safeties. The uh, Buffalo nickel. Correct. Um, and, and it's – and that's going. That's happening a lot, not just in Washington, but in the NFL, because we're it's it's such a pass happy league. Um, you tend to have another person out there. I mean, even the tight ends these days are big, big wide, wide receivers. receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you need you need somebody to an, an extra body in there to cover because most of these linebackers, what I would call a true linebacker, most of them can't cover a uh, a lot of these tight ends. Correct. So. Correct. Speaking of tight ends, yeah, that's probably my only other thing that I'm I'm, I'm looking at in training camp, man. I, I I have very little concerns on the defensive side of the field, uh, just because of the continuity. Pretty much the return of, mo- of all the starters, uh, except for one or two positions. Again, the only thing on the defensive side is just just staying healthy. Um, but the tight end, uh, I think I think we all believe that the tight end is going to be a key spot in the Eric Benemy system. And with that, there's no Travis Kelsey on this team. And I don't think we have any expe- expectation that these guys will perform at Tra- Tra- Travis Kelsey's uh, level. However, there are going to be opportunities, and we need to have those guys healthy. They're, you know, Those guys were injured all last year. Hopefully we get back to what was happening in training camp where there was a lot of lot of hype coming out of camp of the uh, tight end position. I mean, you saw uh, Dot Walker talking about it, um, uh, how he loved those guys, man. So between Cole Turner, the return of Logan Thomas, and I think Curtis, Curtis Hodges, I think is his name, and he got injured last year before the right. season even started, went on injury reserve. So, and, and I haven't even talked about Bates. 
you know, so hopefully, man, that uh, those guys get back to turning heads in training camp and that can translate over into into the regular season. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. Um, I, I would. I, I know the offensive line is more important if I'm if I'm ranking concerns, they're they're a, a higher importance. But as far as on the offensive side of the ball, where I have the most concern, even though it's not as important, it would be a tight end. Um, I don't know that we have weapons. Uh, I, I don't know that Logan Thomas is the player that he was three years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know that we have a weapon at tight end, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see we got one, Ken. Like I, I I know you, Reggie. You you all you always think. You, I will say you're the optimist out there, and I try to be the realist. Um, but I'm 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 waiting to see because I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, no, we haven't we haven't seen anything, right? But but I but I think Cole Turner is going to have a breakout year, and I, and I think Logan Thomas will be okay. But yeah, I think Cole, yeah. I think I think Cole Turner is going to do enough to make people realize we need to get him more touches or it's time for Logan Thomas to say bye-bye. Well, well but, e um, either one of them. I mean, again, we don't need to, them to be Travis Kelsey, but we need right. them to be productive, right? That we, be we, need that, we need the, the linebackers and safeties to keep an eye on them uh, because, you know, e either you need to be good enough to get open if everybody is focused on our wide receivers um, or – they need to be looking at you so the wide receivers can get one-on-one -on -one matchups. And most of our wide receivers, we feel that if you get one-on-one -on -one matchup, we'll take that, right? On, on, on you know, whether it's uh, Dotson, Samuel, or uh, Scary Terry. We're going to be all right, brother. Yeah. Don't, don't you fret. Don't you fret, man. We're going to be all I'm right. I'm fretting over here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a fretter. <laughs> <laughs> uh but and, and there's like i said those are my my main concerns um i i think you know i brought up earlier about the linebacker if if the linebackers can raise the bar from where they were last year and I, i'm not talking dramatically if if they can raise the bar from where they were last year this defense is is going to be is going to be something special, right? The, I've, been saying, be fine, I've been saying, yeah. wait, I've been saying, wait and see, improve it. I'm going to tell you right now, if the linebackers step up just 10% better, 15% better than they were last year, it's going to be a tough defense, man. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say it. I'm, I'm not, the, I'm not the first. I'm not going to be the last. This defense is going to be tough this year. So, man. so this is optimistic can here. When it comes to the defense, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the defense is going to be fine, you, man. You, you've got you got Jonathan Allen and uh, Payne that are already established, right? They 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 are going to do their thing no matter what. And then you got the two defensive ends; they're playing for contracts, right? We we're gonna be fine, Ken. I'm trying to tell you. So so, so we're so, gonna be fine. So, so they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be extremely motivated, right? Um, don't, don't worry about the defense. As long as they stay healthy, we will be just fine. Well, everybody needs to play the role, and that's why I said if if the linebackers step up, it's going to be from going. It'll go from a 
good, a very good defense to a dominating defense. Stay right. tuned. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned, brother. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's been fun. It's been fun to get back on the uh, get back on the horse and uh, do this again. Um, just like everyone else, I think as we ramp up toward the season, um, so will we. Oh, absolutely. Uh, more more podcasts to come. Uh, more things to discuss. More things to talk about. And uh, so we're getting excited about it. I know Ken said the season's kickoff is probably like 60 days away. Man, it seems like forever to me, but I'm taking it in baby steps and phases. And so right now it's the training camp. Once we get the training camp, then the next phase for me is going to be preseason. Yeah. And once we get the preseason, then I'm like, okay, it's regular season. But right now I just trying to get the training camp. Um, but the season is upon us. It, it's not very far away. And uh, so start, again, start, think, get, get online and order your hats and T-shirts and everything that you need to upgrade now so you can have it for opening day. You know, whether, whether you're at the game or whether you're at the local bar, whether you, you're sitting with your wife and kids, you got to have new gear opening day. You got to have yeah. something new opening day. It's all the same. It's burgundy, gold, or white with a W. With 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 it with it with a W in the in the win column, ultimately, right? So, so but Reggie, Reggie, you, you come every year with something new. When you come, you come come rolling in, strutting <laughs> on in like 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 a like a proud peacock with whatever new gear that you have. And and and, and if I don't say, and if I don't say, hey Reg, man, what? You, oh, you got a new hat. You, you just lie, man. Yeah, you noticed. Yeah. You noticed. He's just lying. Come on. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. The people of the bar will back me up. People <laughs> of the bar. He doesn't do it on week four, week seven. He does it week one. Coming on like, like like a new kid, like a new kid, first day of school. He's got his outfit already picked out two weeks before. Oh god. So we're mom, gonna we're gonna mom, end mom, this. Mom, iron the shirt. Iron the shirt. I can't go to school with wrinkles. Come on, right. man. So, so we're gonna end this the way it started. I see. <laughs> so where you lo- where you stop telling the truth is when you said I come in if you hadn't noticed. I, I do usually come in with a new hat or something. Right? <laughs> see, see, keep on that, going. That's, pro- <laughs> that's probably true. It's a new hat. But it ain't like it ain't like Ken. You like you haven't noticed my hat. You you see it. No, it's you know, they get a new hat, man. They they usually come out with something new, so I get a new hat. And that's usually uh, he, it. He, he's he, look, he, he's got a little special walk when he comes in with something new. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm just pulling back the blinds a little bit. Oh, let you know God. the world. And, and okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I like it. You just flat out lying. <laughs> but that's all right. I know we'll end this the same way we started. That's all right. That's all good, though. But yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah. fan of the squad, man. So it is what it is. And and I'm trying to think. I don't have a new hat. Huh? I don't have a new hat for this season. But Uh-oh. it's all good. Uh-oh. But anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. It's been good. It's been fun. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode, most likely right before training camp. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in, listening to us. Um, it's been a while, so I want to shout out to 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 all the people that do follow us and interact with us on Twitter. Give us, give us a follow. We're at Duh Two Knuckleheads. That's D-A, the number two knuckleheads. They're on Twitter, and uh, that's where we spend most of our time. But uh, you see that logo right behind Ken there. You can Google us on any platform, 
and pretty much find us and uh because the same logo and all of our stuff so try to keep it simple for everybody but uh but on this note man we're gonna shut it down appreciate you tuning in appreciate you listening and as always peace out peace out knuckleheads <laughs>